Welcome, in everybody, to the Important Nonsense Podcast Friday edition. Start, sit, getting you ready for the weekend. Week 14, about to fire up properly. With me, as always, Mr. Jason, that FF nerd, Draven. Jason, how you doing, big guy? How we doing today? Yeah, pretty good, man. I'm excited to go through this awesome Thursday night game and have a little bit of a pivot for the second half of the show. That's right. Uh, that's right. Don't say we didn't do anything for you. Because moving forward, we're going to be doing Trust Your Bust a little bit differently. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. You did mention the Thursday night game, so let's start there. Uh, ugh. <laughs> ugh. That's my Dak analysis. <laughs> my analysis. Uh, yeah, Dak did play fine. Dak Prescott, 334 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers for a change. Uh, QBR of 51.2, which is not great. Um, I think some of that had to be... His completion percentage was pretty poor, frankly. He threw the ball 49 times, and he didn't even, I don't even think percent. Um, most of his scoring actually came on that one big play uh, where he dropped a dime to Amari Cooper uh, directly over the Bears defender. Uh, great throw. Best throw I've seen him throw in like two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, the Bears seemed to cause him some problems. Did you notice anything with that? Yeah, and, like, I don't understand because the Cowboys came out perfect. They went down. Right, and Zeke had eight carries that and scored. Like, why did you deviate from that? It worked out so well that first round. I'm it's so the same confused. thing the week prior in Buffalo. Same exact thing happened where they get away from the running game with Zeke because they start getting behind in on the scoreboard. And I had the same thought, which is why not just stick with the plan? Just keep running the ball because it's keeping the defense honest. But that is not what the Cowboys choose to do. And uh, they ultimately lose this game 31 to 24. You lost to the Bears. Hey, they're trying to keep the NFC East interesting, okay? And Jason Garrett is just over there clapping away. That cannot be done. Yeah, did you see how that game started for Jason Garrett with Jerry Jones and how it ended? Good luck. That's going really poorly. Uh, (laughs) what, What I will say is that you are... I think you're spot on with Zeke. Finishes the day, 18 carries, 81 yards. Scores again to get two touchdowns. Really nice day for Zeke, but that is five consecutive games now where he has failed to eclipse the century mark. Are you concerned about that? I'm a little concerned about that. Well, I've been concerned since they paid him. Like, why just run him into the ground at this point? He is clearly your most effective player. I get it, all right? Your wide receivers, great options. Dak looks great. But at the same point, can you believe that Dak has had 23 passes dropped by receivers? And that's the most in the NFL. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, How many drops were there last night? So, so just stop like, it. Well, just give it to Zeke. Let him do his thing. And stop. I understand you're looking for Cooper, but Zeke was open a lot of the time underneath. Just toss it to him and let him do his thing. Yeah. Also, man with noted drop issues, Amari Cooper has drop issues. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. <laughs> Shocked, I tell you. Uh, just to put some numbers to some of this, though, Michael Gallup was the big, uh, kind of the, <sighs> the the highest targeted receiver, let's say. He went 6 for 10 for 109 yards. A lot of that came in garbage time. Yes, um, like 60 yards of it. Yeah, most of it was in garbage time. Actually, up into the third quarter, he was something like 3 for 4. So uh, he bailed you out if you had to play Michael Gallup, although the majority of people were not doing that by the numbers. Uh, Amari Cooper, six for eight, 83 yards, and the aforementioned touchdown on what was the best throw of the day from Dak. Um, they came out of the heavens. Yeah, and I don't think Amari Cooper is completely healthy, and I think they're playing game injury report. And, uh, there you go. So that's some reckless speculation by me, but there you go. That's that's my my take on that. So, but the Bears secondary played well, large chunks of the game. So it's that's also part of it. Uh, notably absent was Randall Cobb. Quiet day, Mr. Raider Cobb, who's been on quite the tear. Uh, and then when you get to the tight ends, Jason Witten was visibly frustrated on the sidelines all night, and justifiably so. Uh, but I, from, from your end, the big winner from the tight end position was Blake Jarwin last night. More targets, more yards, just more meaningful impact to the game. Uh, you mean the better player? Yeah, I agree with that uh, well, 100%. <laughs> well, okay. He's I mean, if you, wanna... you have to put him out to pass here at some point. Oh, man. There's you know, so much talent I mean, with Jarwin. Better player, maybe. I'd say more athletic player is probably and healthier looking. But yeah, 
I don't know that that's a whole, there's a whole not lot to really heavy. overanalyze because I'm not super interested in starting either one of them really for the fantasy playoffs. So maybe a note for next year. And then, uh, uh, yeah, there was one other note too, which was Tavon Austin was probably way too involved. Any amount of Tavon Austin is too involved. So we're just going to move, we're just going to move <laughs> right along into the bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, 244 on three touchdowns, one pick. He ran for the touchdown for one of those TDs. So uh, annoying. My no, my thought process was where was this game plan all year? Because this is what I thought the game plan was going to be, uh, like for 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 Mitch in general. Like where where's this been? Make him run, make him do RPOs. If he's always been fast, I just it was an interesting shift in the play calling. I thought for the Bears last night, and I if you're gonna have Trubisky try and help manufacture some offense by running the ball himself. I say about time. About time. Do a couple option plays though. Have Montgomery out running side by side by him and have him be able to pitch it if needed. Sure. Do that too. I don't care, <laughs> but you got to do something because what you've been doing hasn't been working. And I thought they caught some, uh, some fire uh, with that little, you know, wrinkle in the play calling. I'd like to see them explore that area more. If Mitch Trubisky is going to run like that, He'd actually be a rosterable fantasy quarterback again. So I mean, for the past two weeks, he's been rosterable. <laughs> yeah. So, but that, but before that, don't don't scroll up before that though. Apparently, if you're going by Jason, don't read the rest of it. Just go by that. But yeah, it's it's been very. I made the comparison earlier. It's uh, he's so comparable to Jared Goff against bad teams. He does well. Yeah, that's true. Against bad defenses, he will carve them up. But against good teams. Maybe not. It becomes a little more iffy. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, David Montgomery did have his TD vultured by Trubisky, but he did have 20 touches for 86 yards. <sighs> it's just really frustrating because he can't seem to get enough of the job consistently to really, you know, do what well, you want. So if he would be involved in the passing game, I, I love help. Cohen, it, but man, if he add that seven more target or seven tar- receptions and 56 yards that makes his day look so much better well yeah and i don't understand why they're not doing into, it. like upper end of rb2 territory at that point by the way so like he's he's that if he was getting that yeah sure you'd have to re-rank him you mean but, the full job yeah he should have that full job well right? you would think you would think <laughs> but they just seem to love putting cordero patterson out there in situations that i'm still scratching my head like okay it worked out one time last night but i don't get it one carry for negative five yards. Uh, and then the catch that he bailed them out on third down with is what I was referring to. But Yeah, yeah, the 33-yard uh, reception. Yeah, yeah, on like two uh, missed tackles. Uh, story of the night, though, was J.P. Holtz because it just comes out of nowhere. and it, 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 We're all sitting there. We do this for 17 weeks, and then all offseason, we're sitting there trying to figure out the rosters, doing projections. It's rare that you'll catch all of us in the industry off guard. That huh? did it. That did it. Because that wasn't just us last night in the staff chat. That was Twitter across the fantasy industry just sitting there like, who? Like, I don't even know. And then you figure out he's a converted wide receiver. And people are like, oh, like practice squad level converted wide receivers playing tight end. Uh, Caught all three of his targets. 56 yards. Led the team in receiving yards. Only thing missing from his game was a touchdown. That that is. And that's because they all went to Allen Robinson. Five for eight, 48 yards and two scores. So there you go. Alan Robinson trying to get back off the schneid for you. Uh, look, that's just is what it is at this point. I don't think he's going to get two touchdowns at this point, but we're not going to sit here and re- re- retell the story of Alan Robinson. Having- well, he should have had more targets and more receptions. Mm-hmm, probably. But that, didn't, that didn't need to happen. So five for eight, 48 and two touchdowns. Sounds about right. Yep. And then Anthony Miller, three for four for 42 and a touchdown. His second half resurgence continues as the Bears rebuild their offense. And as long as Taylor Gabriel's not really playing, uh, Anthony Miller continues to have value. Great deep league at, at this point. So don't care in really a 10 and maybe even in 12 team leagues, you could probably leave him out there. But if I'm playing 14, 16, yeah, 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 Anthony Miller. Especially if you play like a lot of flex. Uh, and I agree with your thought as well. I think the Bears will continue to do well in plus matchups. Here's what's unfortunate about that. They don't really have any plus matchups <laughs> left. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> like... Uh, we'll see how this maybe maybe they're going to change everything around now and use Trubisky in the running game and we're go- nobody's going to be ready for it. Maybe yeah. I'd love to see it. I, that's what I've been rooting for is I want some sort of rushing centric attack 
with David Montgomery and Trubisky. And if you need to have those two guys run the option and run RPOs to set up things for you down the field, do what you got to do. Because at this point, I, at this point, Mitch Trubisky's probably coming back on his fifth-year option. And nothing's guaranteed beyond that. Same thing would apply to Matt Nagy if he can't fix it down the stretch this year and into next year, I would think both of those uh, individuals will no longer be employed in Chicago. Um, but yeah, uh, the final note on this game was Roquan Smith uh, tore a pec muscle and is likely done for the season. Uh, Roquan Smith is a baller. That, good. That, that is all that. No, it's not just one game. <laughs> Roquan Smith for, is a man for the season. That guy last year and this year, Woof. Like, just, yeah. There, that is, that is, the, the Bears are spoiled at that position having those levels of options. So just Roquan Smith, if you were playing IDP, Mike and Noel. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that covers it, though. Let's not overanalyze a game that, frankly, was not that great to watch, to be nice. Hey, uh, I got the Mitchell Trubisky call right. That's all that matters. You did do that. You're, the one, you're <laughs> one of the one percent of people in daily cards that had that had the that had the the Mitch Trubisky upset call when Dak was the other option. Kudos to you. Had to do uh, it, man. <laughs> so let's 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 roll through some news here. Let's uh, let's break out the news for the weekend. We've got the practice reports, and to kick things off, QB tight end. Uh, we talked about it on Wednesday. Baker Mayfield's going to try and play through that hand injury. Uh, he's been practicing. He's probably going to play. No real interest in starting him. Uh, David Njoku is going to be reactivated uh, for the Bengals game from the IR. Not super interested for this week, even with the matchup, because I just don't know how many snaps he's going to get. Um, yeah, but definitely but, something you want to keep. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the next, <laughs> next two weeks for playoff matchups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an ad. He'll be on the waiver column. Don't worry. Don't know that I want to put my life in my hands. That being said, for this week, that being said, if I've got nothing, if I've been playing Gerald Everett and I just found out Gerald Everett uh, just got ruled out uh, and I got nothing, eh, I could be talking to that. (laughs) So not crazy about it for this week, but definitely an ad for next week. Uh, Austin Hooper, let's keep in mind, uh, we got a few injuries to go through here. People that are uh, still up in the air but we'll get confirmation on Sunday. Austin Hooper is all but playing. So just keep that in mind. I'm going to have to do a re-rank on him uh, tomorrow. He will be coming in around tight end five or six for me uh, for this week, getting the news uh, earlier today that he is effectively going to be playing unless he suffers some sort of ridiculous setback in the next 48 hours, which is pretty unlikely at this point. He's been practicing all week. So feel free in my eyes to play Austin Hooper this week for your playoff matchup if you've held on to him for this long. If somebody has somehow managed to cut Austin Hooper in your league and he is available in waivers, I would blow a significant chunk of my fab budget on it, uh, possibly all of it, depending on my situation. It's that level of pickup. Uh, things like that don't come around. Uh, moving into George Kittle, uh, he's in all likelihood going to be playing as well. Um, that's, uh, he seems to be just managing the, uh, the chip in his leg that they have said he can play through, which is insanity, but <laughs> that's my word. Uh, uh, what about Jacob Hollister? What about know. Jacob Hollister? Not a fan of Jacob Hollister or not a fan of Kittle? Well, Hollister, he's just so touchdown dependent, and I get it, mm. but th- I don't like this. I matchup. thought you were saying you weren't a fan of Kittle, and I was like, yeah. uh... No, he is a bionic man, okay? I like Kittle. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm ending I also the like show. <laughs> Just ending the show here. Yeah, yeah. Hooper and Kittle are must starts because they're if they're if they're out there if they're playing football for their respective teams, they're playing football for you. Uh, but yeah, continue on with Jacob Hollister. You were expressing a thought about how beat up he is. Yeah, I'm. He's just Kittle. I I'm not too worried about it for this week, but Hollister, I am a little more iffy on just because it is a quad. So I could see him being taken out relatively quickly if it flares up. It's just one of those injuries you have to keep an eye on. Yep, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, so yeah, just he is significantly more questionable than uh, than his uh, the other two names we've mentioned as well. So just be aware of that. And I I've got him rated. Well, he'll drop because of the Hooper thing, but I've got him rated basically on the the fringes of streamer territory because I don't know that you can do better 
well, it's not even the fringes, it's 13. So <laughs> it is the beginning of streamer territory, actually. And uh, I just don't know that you have better options, uh, even with him being beat up, just because he's just so targeted when he happens to be out there. I agree with you, though, it is touchdown dependent. Uh, just to round this out, by the way, uh, uh, Jimmy Graham and uh, Jaden Graham, both the Grahams, highly questionable. Highly, highly questionable. Definitely um, not doing it for the Graham. Yeah, no. And I'd be looking for other alternatives if I had either of the Grahams in a playoff job. If, I don't know how you're in the playoffs if you had Jimmy Graham. Uh, no, I do, actually. You have Lamar. <laughs> That's got to be it. Uh, on the QB side, uh, you can go ahead and uh, just effectively, Matthew Stafford ruled out again already proactively. Uh, David Blau will be making that start. Um, and then on the... Uh, this is, we already mentioned it. Gerald Everett ruled out again. It's the Tyler Higby show one more time. Uh, Tyler Higby, also an interesting ad, despite not a great matchup. All, all, you know. And Greg Olson today was ruled out with that concussion, which is not great if you know anything about the injury history of Greg Olson. That I consider, Greg Olson concussion, I consider at this point to be season ending. So That would be my guess as well. And so pick up yep. Ian Thomas. Yep, Ian Thomas is finally going to get that shot that he got at the end of last year too again to try and solidify that job. Um, and I think he can do it. Ian Thomas is pretty talented. Uh, hey, with regard to that, a couple quick names for you guys to look at for your playoff matchups. So at quarterback, Sam Darnold. That's it. No, oh, that's rude. We have a, I'm just kidding. We have other names. But Sam <laughs> Darnold, for, by everybody's consensus rankings on our website and at Fantasy Pros, is the one you want. Uh, I'm not afraid of the, the one bad game last week. He's been on a tear. And... It's a good matchup, even though it's a division matchup. So Sam Darnold is the one that I want if he's somehow still available. Uh, and then, actually, this is funny. This is actually in my order for my rankings. Ryan Tannehill is next because I've been pounding the table for people to pick up and play Ryan Tannehill for weeks, along with uh, Steve Bonham, nonsense underscore Steve, uh, on our Wednesday show. Uh, check that out. Uh, pay attention, people. Ryan Tannehill, he's on fire. Um, and then, frankly... I'm going to let you do this last one. Ryan Fitzpatrick, go. You're not a fan? Less, much less of a fan than you. Oh, man. Both corners are out, you know, for the Jets. And at the same point, last time they played, 23.1 points. Like, I'm not scared against the Jets again. Like, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for it. Parker's still going to tear him up. All right. I, you're way higher on Fitz than I am this week. But at the same time, I don't really want to give you too much pushback because... We all know how this game could end with the Ryan Fitzpatrick, three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. We all know how that could go. And 400 um, yards. <laughs> yeah, and 400 yards, two picks. Uh, uh, Still counts. Well, one pick and a fumble. Okay. Uh, at the tight end position, uh, Dallas Goddard. I mean, come on. Too widely available. Don't know Pay why. Attention. Pay attention, people. Pay attention. To quote my co-host on the Wednesday show. You've got to be kidding me. That he's available as that is. Uh, and then, uh, in my order, Ryan Griffin, uh, even with the questionable tag, just because of the matchup against Miami, if you're high on Darnold, he throws to Griffin a ton in the red zone. And then, uh, Mike Gusecki, uh, same game is how I would do that. Uh, because he's also largely involved and has pretty good hands. He's actually, he's, he's been playing better than I thought he would play this year. Not shocking. Even, yeah. Uh, and then just kind of to round it out, uh, Tyler Higby, who we had mentioned, uh, is a good one with Everett out. Don't think he can recapture that number he hit last week because they're not playing Arizona again. But uh, but uh, uh, still a good play. And then Ian Thomas, as we had mentioned with Greg Olson out, is a really interesting one because um, he'll slide right into that Greg Olson role and actually has proven in the past that he's pretty effective. And then finally, Dawson Knox is an interesting one as well, uh, kind of perennially on the fringes of people's lineups this year. Uh, I just like him because of his matchup particularly. That is that is right. also a valid point. That is they're playing the Ravens this week, and the Ravens aren't great against the tight end, despite having many tight ends of their of their own. <laughs> um, running back. Uh, let's pivot into that. Uh, Marlon Mack has been cleared to return with his fractured hand. Now keep in mind he's going to be playing with the cast, so he's going to have the claw. He will not really be able to catch passes. Good news is Marlon Mack doesn't really catch passes. So it's kind of a lateral thing. You just got to always keep in mind that when a guy's out there playing with a cast, the other team is going to be actively trying to hurt him. So 
let's not uh, belabor that point. But uh, yeah, he's going to be out there. And I think he's potentially going to be starting for some people in these playoff games, given how people's lineups actually work in the state of running back. Kind of have to. Yep. Um, status unclear for the following. <laughs> That's a, an understatement. <laughs> understatement on the first one, especially. Le'Veon Bell has a mystery illness uh, that has caused him to miss practice for the last two days. My theory is that the mystery illness is Adam Gase. Uh, so don't know what's going on there. His status is hugely up in the air because he's apparently very ill. So we are going to see how that happens. I would start looking at other arrangements potentially. That being said, given that it's an illness and not an injury, if he is cleared to play, I would play him. Yep. So going to be probably a top 15 running back. So. Probably. So I think you're just going to have to make a do with it. Uh, Adrian Peterson is also on track to play again with his toe injury that they keep putting him on the injury report with every week. And then he somehow manages to go out and play still really prefer Darius Geist, but Adrian Peterson is still largely involved. Also, he seems to really be coexisting, uh, in Washington better than he ever did in Arizona. It's super annoying. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, I was waiting for the giant malcontent prima donna <laughs> move when Geist got involved and it never happened. And now I'm just sad because I don't get to do that content. Anymore. Just get but out. that's, that's our problem. Another person needs to go out faster. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. He'll be back next year. I promise. Stop. Probably with the R's. Uh, uh, speaking of things that are also weirdly frustrating, Dalvin Cook is going to try and play with that clavicle. And we went through this on the Wednesday so, so show, so check that out for the, full, for the full analysis. But basically, it boils down to, if you have Dalvin Cook and you don't have Alexander Madison, I literally don't know what's wrong with you. And uh, the other side of that is, Man, you're playing with fire with this. Uh, final note, it is actually not insane to play Cooking Madison in. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yep, not insane. It. Not insane. Playing him in tenant, I could see them both scoring touchdowns. Yep. I could see both of them having a 20. First half, second half. So I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. I am afraid of Dalvin Cook getting re-injured. And uh, so there you go. However, if he's playing, you don't have better options. He's probably playing for you. You just got to deal with it. It kind of comes with the territory of Dalvin Cook. Yep. I said uh, out for him, so. Right, right. <laughs> play them both. I'm going to put both in, and we're going yep. to roll with it. Play them both. Uh, and also, if I had one of those weird lineups that, like, locked in advance on, like, a Thursday, first of all, change the rules. And second of all, I'd probably end up playing Madison over Cook because I can't trust it. But uh, I uh, you're also playing with fire with that in a huge way. But... <laughs> uh, Oh, Derrick Henry, uh, to put a bow on that. Hamstring injury, my guess is he plays through that. Hopefully he can maintain his effective pace. Yeah, he's uh, going to have 150 yards and a touchdown. With the hamstring least. injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Here it comes. As, as, just be ready for the it. The sound effect for Derrick Henry is still in full effect. of Just <laughs> batting around never, all day. <laughs> never let him get up to speed. My, my analysis on him for the last three years is never let Derrick Henry actually get to cruising speed because it's over. It's just a battering ram against a safety, and there's no chance you can tackle it. And it's just like, mm, man, that's going to hurt too. So by the third quarter, you don't want to do it anymore, is the other thing. By the third, that's why. Choice in life. That's why they had that stat where in games over the last three years, they were like 20 and 0 in games where he had more than 20 something, like 22 carries. That was one of those stats that I had unearthed where, and it's because I know why. It's because nobody wants to tackle him the, 20, the 21st time. It hurts. <laughs> like they, he gets up to cruising speed and it's just a battering ram that hits you. And it's just like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to get really hurt. Um, speaking of things that might actually get really hurt. And this makes me sad because of how much yep. I love him. Josh Same. Jacobs, shoulder injury, which we went into this at length on Wednesday. So I'm not going to go all the way through it. Fractured shoulder. If he's playing, he's playing for you. None of us are really downgrading expectations, but now knowing what it is and knowing that he's one shot to the shoulder away of being done for the year. Very scary. Also do not like, for his career prospects don't fully understand why they would risk this and why I wouldn't just shut him down. But I guess they want to try and still make a playoff run. It's Jake. What, whatever. I don't agree with any of this. Well, but... he even mentioned that Richard and Washington are both good to go. That's why yep. I'm like, then sit then him down. Play him. Yeah. yeah. Then play them. And I, I don't know what's going on over there. Oakland does Oakland things. Uh, and then Royce Freeman's kind of a late ad here. So I actually didn't know too much about this one. What's going on with Royce Freeman? Uh, I just saw that he popped up on the injury report, and I was like, "Man, we need to put it on there." Not that it matters a whole lot, just because. Not it's, really, because you know, Philip Lindsay's they have been using him. 
yeah, well, he's been bad. So it looks like he was actually more or less. Uh, uh, it looks like he practiced in full today. So okay. worked um, out better. Yeah, so he'll he'll be fine. Uh, but you're not playing him for the playoffs anyway. You have better options than that by now, or you're not even the with all the great matchups. That's part of the frustration. I thought for yep. sure he'd be the lead back there. And it's well, I thought he'd eventually get more of a role, and then they gave him job at the start of the year and he can't stop dancing in the hole they've asked him to stop trying to dance in the hole and he can't do it so now you're just not playing and that's and that's the deal so uh very frustrating royce needs another year it feels like still like the talent i actually do think weirdly that they've identified something about him too in denver which is that he's actually a superior pass catcher to philip Lindsay. i know right he doesn't look like a prototypical pass catcher and yet pretty good hands Better than Lindsey, shockingly, who looks like a prototypical pass catcher. Not actually that great of a pass catcher at all. Weird. Weird stuff over there. Uh, oh, jeez. I just got <laughs> You like okay. this? Okay, yeah, we're going to do this quickly. <laughs> Daryl Williams ruled out. Damien Williams ruled out. We went into this ad nauseum on, on Wednesday. Uh, with And check out my co-host on Wednesdays, on Nonsense underscore Steve, for his his just hate-filled rant against the Chiefs that happened uh, about Darwin Thompson. Because even with both of them ruled out, they went and signed Spencer Ware. Hmm. So, hooray! Also both, ruled, both ruled out. Daryl Williams actually went to the IR. Super frustrating. Still don't think they're going to be able to run. Still don't think they're going to give it to Darwin Thompson, who probably should be getting the ball by the But let's not go back down that rabbit. It's a very frustrating rabbit. Uh, James Conner ruled out. Nobody's shocked there. Jordan Howard still not cleared for contact. Basically ruled out. Not don't no shock there. Uh, uh, so just for players to look at, obviously if Darius Geis is still available, I don't know how we mentioned him a minute ago. How you haven't picked him up? How he could still be available given what he's done? Also in dynasty and keeper leagues, what are you doing? He's available in fifty five percent of leagues. On yeah, that's 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 uh, that's the saddest thing I've heard all day. You're welcome. Um, yeah, that's the news that we bring to you. It's just full of sadness. I will quote my co-host from Wednesday. Pay attention! Uh, God, he's talented. Yeah, Darius? Oh, yeah, if he could ever just be healthy? Oh, man. That's what Steve's been saying for two years. Is If he was ever healthy, he's a top 20 running back. I'm watching it now, and I'm like, yeah, about that. His first uh, carry last, last game? Yeah. 60 yeah, yards? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. Drive a truck through that hole, too. It was a great block. <laughs> Uh, uh, by the way, we've been talking about this on the Wednesday show and in the waiver column for weeks. Bo Scarborough, even with Carrion Johnson probably coming back in week six, pick up Bo Scarborough. He's got most of that job locked up at this point. He's going to be the guy for the rest of the year, it looks like. That's the one you want. And then finally, the aforementioned Darwin Thompson. Because as frustrating as this is, you are literally down to Shady McCoy. <sighs> Spencer Ware and Darwin Thompson. <laughs> right. I don't even want to say Spencer Ware's name. <laughs> Because it shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't even be possible that Spencer Ware is signed back to that team off the street to slide into that. It's, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. It's unfair. It's absurd to go full, to go full Star Wars prequel on you. Uh, we do not grant you the rank of master, Darwin Thompson. So you are a Jedi and you're on the team, but we do not grant you the rank of master. And it's outrageous. And it's unfair. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, let's move on from that though. And go into wide receiver. Cause this is, this is always a, the longest thing. Uh, just keep in mind, Paris Campbell is working his way back from that hand injury. That's been sidelining him two days of full practice. I would think that he's either playing Sunday, given their lack of other options, or he's playing next Sunday for sure. Uh, cause I think T Y Hilton's probably going to end up being ruled out for the rest of the year. Cause why would you rush him back? Uh, Golden Tate has finally cleared the concussion protocol. My thought would be he's going to play on. Any anything against that? Obviously, the Eli thing lowers yeah, my expectation. We're going to talk about all of that later. So, all right, let's move. Let's save it. Um, as far as things that we're still waiting to figure out, AJ Brown up in the air, super frustrating. Yeah, that young man this is, week. That young man is talented too. That's all I'm saying. Like that young man is talented, and if we could ever get him a real job, <laughs> like <laughs> my word, that young man. Oof, oof, Corey Davis, who? Oh, get out of here, Corey. We don't even need that anymore. Oh, my. Uh, uh, so check in on that. That's a true game time decision for Sunday. Uh, I think he's going to try and play through it, but it's a calf injury, so you never know. 
Uh, Adam Thielen has all been but ruled out. I would not be playing that in a playoff game, even if he was significantly healthier. Uh, Calvin Ridley has been practicing this week, uh, but he is dealing with a toe injury that he picked up uh, last week. Um, I think he'll be playing, and I think he'll uh, DJ Chark back injury, same thing. Think he'll be playing. Think he'll be fine. Think they've just been limiting his work as a precaution because of where we are in the season. Jarvis Landry with a hip. I think he's going to play. Don't like that injury though. I'm more Very, worried about OBJ's injury with the well, groin. General lack of production as well with the groin yeah, injury yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, so we'll do that one too. Odell Beckham, limited all week, probably going to play with the groin. Both of them a little bit beat up coming out of that last game. Still like Dry- Jarvis Landry more than Odell Beckham. Uh, makes uh, a little more worried is weird. Njoku. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Njoku back hurts Landry. We saw uh, that in the beginning of the year, and that annoys me. It annoys yeah. me greatly because Jarvis Landry has been up. on fire. Yeah. Uh, Nothing but great games and yeah well he's great i'm tired of people telling me that he's bad and i'm like well you don't watch football because he's not bad it's a lack of when he was in miami they didn't give him any targets down the field which was ridiculous and then he got to cleveland and they made him do everything which he did pretty well but he's never going to be able to do that so they went and got him a buddy and then people are shocked like oh so with the lesser coverage he's actually like really talented yeah because he's one of the better wide receiver twos in football like, if he could ever get a job that made sense, which I would argue that he finally has. Uh, but they're both probably going to play. Just be aware that they're both a little bit beat up. Julian Edelman, still nursing that shoulder. Probably going to play. And will tear up the Kansas City. Yep, defense. should tear up Kansas City. Uh, Julio is all set to make his return this week, was the report from today. So that's actually good news. Julio back on the field, along with Hooper. They're going to have their full complement of weapons. And then Marquise Brown dealing with that ankle injury that he's been dealing with. I have a feeling he tries to tough it out, but I downgrade expectations for him. Although, uh, and I will say, it's also Buffalo. So there that's you not go. a great matchup either. That um, was my thing. He'll draw the one coverage, which is really bad uh, for him. Uh, Mike Williams is dealing with a knee injury. You're not playing anyway in a playoff game. Uh, Muhammad Sanu still dealing with that ankle injury. They that after that huge game has really just gone cake in the rain. And then finally, Will Fuller, perennial, up-in-the-air candidate with the hamstring. I think he's actually going to play. But because it's Will Fuller and because it's a hamstring, you got to monitor it. Uh, and then already ruled out A.J. Green for the teeth <sighs> week in a row. Dante Pettis, uh, that's unfortunate for Dante. I actually like Dante as a player. I just He's been hurt a lot. It's not going great for him this year. Uh, Adam Humphreys, uh, nursing that ankle injury, was already ruled out. Um, frustrating because now they're going to have to throw the ball to Corey Davis more with AJ Brown also beat up. Uh, and then Juju Smith Schuster has been ruled out again with the knee injury. So he's cleared the concussion protocol, but he's still dealing with that knee injury. I feel terrible. What a lost season for, uh, for where the expectations were for where that's going to end up for Juju. What a yeah, lost I, season. He's probably, too. that's probably going to be your biggest bust this year. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to be your biggest bust. A lot um, of people were taking him wide receiver one and wide he's receiver not one, even. I don't think he's wide receiver one. I can, well, I, we'd have to go look into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, by the way, check in for the wrap up show to figure that in. We will answer that question. We do that every year. So we'll fit. We do the all bus team in addition to the all underrated. team. So oh, we'll answer fun. that question at the end of the year. I don't think he'll qualify for biggest bust. But we'll have to, but to your point, I mean, he'll be on the page. I just don't think he'll win uh, at the wide receiver category, but we shall see. Uh, players to look at, by the way, and I'm going to do this in my order. James Washington. Okay. List is over. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, James Washington, followed by Robbie Anderson, followed by Alan Lazard. James Washington is the wide receiver one with the Steelers. We talked about this on Wednesday, even with Juju out there. He's their wide receiver one at this point such as it is. And he's been on, he's been on a tear. Been great. Well, I guess uh, you could also throw in Deontay Johnson would be another one. You, you could, you he could, but I'd, healthy. So it's one of you those. You could, things. but I'd prefer James Washington. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Robbie Anderson is the second one. Um, it's the matchup. It's also the resurgence of Darnold a little bit. And it's, uh, it's just Robbie Anderson's been coming around a little bit. So Robbie Anderson for this week, I would feel okay about if I had to flex it. And then uh, Alan Lazard, because Green Bay's receivers are bad. He seems to be the only one 
with any chemistry, not named Devontae Adams, with Rodgers at the moment. So anybody on the field with Aaron Rodgers that he's willing to throw it to is pretty good. And they are playing the R's this weekend. Have you seen that defense? Don't let that smokescreen game they happen to win fool. <laughs> That's not going to yeah. happen again. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear this team up. Yeah. That's the only reason and I put Also, him Aaron Rodgers needs to win these games because uh, they are not guaranteed a division in any way yet. They still have to play that. They still have to see what Minnesota's going to do. My thought would be Minnesota will go cake in the rain because it's Minnesota, but hasn't happened yet. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Roto Assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. That'll face you trust or what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30. All right, so we're going to do trust or bust a little bit differently for the next couple of weeks. So what you're used to, if you follow the show, is us picking players at positions that we're higher on by consensus. But this time of year, what people really need and all they really care about, as we know, because anybody who's still listening to this, for the most part, you either are in the playoffs or you are in a dynasty or keeper league or you are one of our, our awesome just fantasy football junkie diehards, and we thank you. But rather than us going through and picking picking players that we like uh, at our rankings versus ADP and who we want to trust, we're going to do this a little bit differently. As many of you know, Mr. That FF Nerd runs the Start Sit channel for the Fantasy Life app. And if you don't have the Fantasy Life app, you live under a rock. You got to download the Fantasy Life app, sign up for that, because that is the best news source that I've seen. It Their push notifications, as we've mentioned, are faster than anyone else in the industry. And I'm talking about your big media companies, including ESPN, Yahoo. They are faster. The, things happen in the game on the screen, and my phone buzzes. That's how fast they are. That's that. There's literally a guy sitting there typing these out and pushing them in real time. So uh, super worth it just for that. But also... Because you can ask, well, anybody, but you can also ask <laughs> Mr. Nerd uh, directly questions on there in the Start Sit channel at any time. So what we're going to do is we're going to help you set your lineups here since it's playoff time. Because we're going to we're in the business of giving the people what. So submit your questions moving forward on there, and if they're good, or address them directly to us, and there's every chance you'll get them answered live on the show. Now, we're going to try and cast a wide net. So if we get a lot of Ryan Tannehill questions, for example, we're not just going to do every Ryan Tannehill question separately, obviously, because that's a waste of time. However, what we'll do is we'll try and cover as much of it as we can because we know that's what people are asking for. So if we get a lot of questions on one topic, believe me, that's what we'll do. So moving forward from now till the end of the year, that's how we're going to do this to help you guys set your playoff lineups in the most meaningful way possible. Let's go win some entertainment purposes only, people. Because we would never condone gambling. This is a family show. But let's go win a whole bunch of entertainment purposes only. So, let's kick it off. First question. Is Ryan Tannehill a better start 
than Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Allen this week? Well, you know my answer. Because I am really like Fitzpatrick to have that safe floor. At that same point, man, I just... If you have the gonads to do it, I'm I like Allen this week just because of the fact he has a safe rushing floor. I think that this is one of the ways that they're able to exploit the Ravens is using Josh Allen. I think he's going to get a lot of passes to Knox and Beasley, and I think he's going to be effective. But, you know, those would be the two I would choose. I'm also worried about whether with Tannehill. It's supposed to rain, and that makes me nervous about wet ball handling it and it being a great game for Derrick Henry. That's why I said it earlier. 150 yards. Here we go. I mean, fair enough. That's all valid, right? That's all valid. And here's what I can tell you. I have Ryan Tannehill at QB6 this week. So does our co-host on Wednesday, Steve. And our consensus for our consensus rankings on the website has Ryan Tannehill at 11, Josh Allen at 13, and Ryan Tanne- or Ryan Fitzpatrick at 19. So... If you go by our rankings, you would play Ryan Tannehill. And if you go by my personal rankings, you would play Ryan Tannehill. I understand the weather is a concern, but Ryan Tannehill has done too much recently for me to take him out of my lineup. If I was going to do it for anybody, it would be for Josh Allen of that list. So am I going to light you up because you went with the guy two spots lower for Josh? You know what I mean? This is one of those things where it's like, how are you going to, are you, are you going to be able to live? If I had Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill on my team, right? Because I've been playing Josh Allen all year, more than likely drafted him, and I picked up Ryan Tannehill. Am I going to be able to look at myself and live with myself in the mirror on Tuesday if I lose a playoff game because I played Ryan Tannehill over Josh Allen? I would be, because I think that's the correct choice. If the answer that you have to that question is no, then play Josh Allen, because I only have Josh Allen two spots lower than Ryan Tannehill. So am I going to call you insane for doing that? No. I would call you insane for Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. I think that's the definition of getting too cute. So, Well, I'm um, getting cute. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting too cute there. <laughs> I can't I know help our, our consensus and Steve also agree. Uh, so we'll have to see. You're on an island there with your uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. 23.1 points. Just... Yeah, okay. All right. I understand. That's the only reason. I mean, that's I so understand. I can't help myself. I understand. It's also equally likely that he gets a four. Uh, well, I don't trust it. Uh, uh, excellent running back question here. I thought you'd like this one. Rank, I would, uh, Darius Geis, David Montgomery, and Singletary for this week and then for rest of season. They didn't specify scoring, so we're going to do PPR uh, because that is the, the standard format at this point. So if you don't specify scoring, we're going to tell you PPR. Sorry if you, if you need it in standard. You got to tell us. Uh, man. So it's pretty easy a, for me. Uh, well, okay, then go ahead and start us off then. If it's if well, it's, so it's Singletary. Like I said, that's one of the weak points of the Ravens is they're going to be able to exploit the run game. Singletary can do that. That's what the Bills are good at. They just need to run run with him. Then it goes David Montgomery because he's already played. I'm assuming he's in the lineup. Not worried about it. I'm more worried about Darius guys just because they are not giving him enough touches. So he is going to be the lowest one on my list for that reason. Okay, no, that's fair. So for me, it's Singletary at one uh, for this week. Two was David Montgomery, actually. Uh, nope, sorry. That's our consensus rankings. I misspoke. Uh, it was Darius Geis, and then literally right next to him was David Montgomery. So I'm saying that's basically, that was functionally a pick em. Whichever one you felt most comfortable, I would have been fine with. So if you want my actual advice, I would have played Geis over Montgomery because it was a Thursday night game. And, uh, and I would have just, Live with it because I have a feeling. Look, it's equally likely to your point that he only gets a handful of carries. It's also equally likely that he either houses a sixty-yarder again, or uh, he just is generally effective. So it's just one of those things where. But it's Singletary. Either you got to be playing Singletary. So uh, rest of season, guess what? It's Singletary, and then uh, it's actually going to be. See, that's a tough one because they're functionally the same. Maybe. Well, I think you're talking about running back 21 versus running back 24 or something like that for me. So Okay, that's fair. You're talking about something like that. So I'm going to go ahead and give the edge to 
Geis by a nose. So I'm going to say Singletary, Geis, Montgomery, but frankly, Geis and Montgomery are frankly just about the same for me in my, my rankings. You're talking about 21 and 24, whereas Singletary, I'm going to have probably around like 15 to 16 to 17 or something, like 13 for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's probably not be, 13. My thing is, is I'm, I'm following the touches, and so it's going to be Singletary, Montgomery, and then Geis. That's fair. Well, I we'll mean, see how the Bears where... rushing, rushing attack continues to morph. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really weird. But even then, I, I don't trust Washington to give Geis the ball enough. And it's annoying know. because he is super talented. You could have just stopped with I don't trust Washington. That's uh, it's, it's, that's that's the byline right there. Um, but we are we got a lot of questions to rip through here, so we can't spend any more time on it. But great question. Thank you for that one. Uh, half point PPR. Would you play Benny Snell over Jamison Crowder or Christian Kirk? And that question is from Momentum041. And for me, in half-point PPR, if you have an answer, feel free to answer it. Oh, man. Fantasy Pros to load my rankings for half-point. It's easy for me. It's Sanders. This game is going to be perfect for him, especially with Howard out. Wait, well, I'm going on to the next one. Yeah, you you skipped a question. My bad. But it's still Snell. Benny Snell over Crowder or Kirk. Yeah, it's Snell for me. Just because of the fact that he's going to have all the touches. I think that they get up and they're able to run it out with him. I'm... I wish I could trust Crowder, but he's not getting enough looks, and Kirk hasn't been good at home. So that that's where I'm at on it. But there it is. It's Benny Snell against Arizona because the matchup yeah. is amazing. So, yeah, I would, turns out. So thank you, Momentum0411. Best of luck with that. Uh, quick hitter from RB0418. Uh, start, sit, Eckler or Miles Sanders? I already answered it. That was on me. Yeah, but I, I heard Miles. Think, I think, we'll reiterate Miles mile. Sanders. By a mile. Yeah, you have Sanders. Miles Sanders by a country mile. I, I took that away. Uh, and I have Miles Sanders not by a country mile, but by literal two spots in my running back rankings. But that is the answer to your question. Uh, Jacks are bad against so, the run to you, so I don't think you'd go wrong here, to be honest. <laughs> and I, actually, I really like Eckler this week, too. Which, so um, I literally have uh, Sanders at 16 and Eckler at 18. Um, and I think people are like, wow, you're really high on Eckler. And like, have you seen the matchup he's about to go into? Tailor made for what he usually does. Um, Mitchell Cavanaugh asks us, how do you view the Eagles deset defense with Eli at quarterback? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think much of the Eagles defense. So I have There's the a Eagles. a lot better with Jones. I have the Eagles defense at 12. So. Wow. I, I look, their secondary is still terrible. I mean, they're going to get a couple turnovers, but it's also a division game. The th- you know, those are, you're hanging your hat. I know, but Eli Start. doesn't turn it over as much as Jones would. Like, Jones was like leading everybody with turnovers this year. Yeah, the fumbles. It's all the fumbles. <sighs> they can't hold on to the ball. But, exactly. uh, but still, that's, that's why they were so high. Yeah. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go by consensus, the Eagles are a top. They're almost top five start. They're six. So I'm low on them comparatively. Uh, so that's my answer to your question. Yeah, Consistent I'm not playing six, it if there's any other choices. So that's what I'm saying. I have them at the back end of starting at this point. I would play the Chargers. This is why I need a dump button for you when you say insane <laughs> things like that. That's an insane hot take. Thanks for that. Thanks for You're costing welcome. us all credibility. Uh, if Mitchell Cavanaugh is still interested after that piece, uh, he also asked us, he's struggling with trusting Tyler Lockett. And of course you would be. Uh, would you rather play over Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, Kyle Rudolph, Curtis Samuel? Yeah, man. I'm big, assuming PPR. I would have to. He didn't say anything else. Yeah, so. I know. It's close. I, I'm probably paying, playing Penny over him and Rudolph over him. Samuel is more iffy for me. But Penny, I'm. You saw how it was going to go. I mean, even splitting carries, it should be a good game for him. So he's a safe option. And with Thielen out, Rudolph has continued to get targets. So I would definitely lean those two over him, just because they are a much safer option in my opinion. But how about you? What do you think? I can't justify trusting Penny over Lockett in a playoff game. 
I understand that Tyler Lockett has been frustrating. I understand that he got a zero last week. Watched it happen. And I understand that Rashad Penny has been super white hot for the last two weeks. However, he's going to be out there sharing time with Chris Carson. Like it's, I can't justify that. The closest thing I might be able to justify would have been Curtis Samuel. But as I go through my rankings for flex PPR, I just don't see it. I just don't think it's going to be possible to justify. That's a really frustrating one because you actually have some backfill. So I get the question. I truly do. But in a playoff game, I tend to lean to like dance with the one who brung you. You know what I mean? And, you know, work work on him trying to figure it out. Because yeah, I have Rashad Penny uh, lower. And then I have Kyle Rudolph lower than that. So, yeah, I got to. I got to stick with it. I'm sticking with Lockett. I'm going back. I'm going, coming home. So I get the question though. I truly do. So if you want to disregard my advice and play one of those other guys, wouldn't be my choice, but at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like mock you for it. You know what I mean? I get it, man. It, that's a, that was one of the tougher ones for sure. Yeah. 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 But again, it's the playoffs. I tend to dance with who, um, motto Shea two. Uh, bench question. Do I drop Josh Allen uh, for Tannehill? Uh, sorry. Do I drop Josh Allen for T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, or Jordan that's hurt this year? Or a flex like Christian Kirk or Rashad Penny? Okay. I'm not dropping Josh Allen. Is actually my issue with the question. <laughs> so, first off, that's my answer is, okay, I'm not dropping Josh Allen. I'm going to find somebody else to, to pick up Rashad Penny. There you go. No, no, no. Clearly He's trying to played, pick. Clearly, uh, you play in some sort of dynasty or keeper league here. I would think if you're asking about hurt players for next year. So, depends on what you could keep them for. All three of them would have no, value. No. I think his question was actually dealing with uh, to pick somebody else up that's available on waivers. Would you drop any of these players? Like, how would you prefer to have a player who's hurt, like T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, or Jordan Howard, or a player like? or to drop Christian Kirk or Rashad Penny just because they're a flex player for another positional player. Uh, oh, I see. You wanted to cut your backup quarterback? Yeah. Oh, at this point, if I'm not playing in a dynasty or keeper league, it's easy. You cut the hurt player. Um, uh, if it is a redraft league... Yeah, if it's a redraft league, you cut the hurt player. Obviously, if it's not, if it's not a redraft league and it's a dynasty league, and you might want to hold on to it, depending on what your value of keeper return is. And I'd probably cut Christian Kirk, depending on what my other options are. It depends on what your whole team is, if that makes sense, and yeah. what you're what you eff- effectively need. So, so what I would say, I'm is, dropping Howard here. Howard or Green would be sure. the ones that I'm probably dropping. Fine with that. If those are the two, you can drop AJ Green at this point, more or less, because he's not playing this year. And if he is, how could you trust? Him? Yeah. So only in a keeper league is AJ Green rosterable. And I hope you have IR slots. Um <sighs> Snyder B Swaggin. Uh so he has Devontae Parker, Josh Jacobs, and Hunter Henry. It's a flex question. Who you got? Man, you you know who I have. Because I've been toting Miami all day. So it's Parker. Parker, yeah, okay. I, I don't. I'm worried about Jacobs in the shoulder, and then I don't know what Rivers is doing or the rest of that team is doing, but they're not utilizing Hunter Henry enough. So it's Parker. <laughs> yeah, it's also Parker for me, by the way. So hey, hey, really simple answer. Really simple answer on that one. Well, and that's coming from a guy who loves Josh Jacobs. And at this point, I'm I'm telling you, you got to go Parker. As much as I hate it, it makes me like queasy just thinking about it, but. The numbers are there. The production's there. Also, he torched me in the staff league last week, so thanks for that. Um, and uh, any given Sunday, which I don't know how you got that hand in fantasy life. I'm talking about early adopters. That's fantastic. Uh, Pretty legit. Like yeah, yeah, you're like the, what are you, like the third ever user? Um, his user number is like 00002. Uh, 
Well, Fitzpatrick against the Jets, Murray against the Steelers. Again, no, my answer. <laughs> yep. So I already know that you're going to go Fitzpatrick here. and uh, Go with the beard. Let him write it out. <laughs> and for me, it's Kyler Murray, also by our staff. I know he had a bad game last week, but I'm not. Now we're so, with the Steelers? Not particularly. Uh, although, look, I just think that Fitzpatrick thing, you just, it's so, so much fire that you play with. And this is coming from a guy who won a title with Brian Tannehill as his quarterback. So I know, like, how to, you can do it because he's going to get a bunch of 30s and 40s, but he's also at some point going to have a hideous game. Um, and we don't know when it is. It could be a good matchup, could be a bad matchup. We have no idea. Uh, okay. So this is where we're going to rapid fire out the show here because this. Is the quick hitters all from four FFB? So first, first one's hard. <laughs> well, the first one's not the one we're going to start with. Okay. If Josh Jacobs is out, what do you do with the backfield? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, leaving that alone. Don't want it. Not Eli's receiving me. options. Who do we like? Evan Ingram if he plays. Golden Tate. Uh, Golden Tate maybe. Yeah, but does, I'm going with the closer, close options. Anything but I've that's got, close to the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've also got Sterling Shepard somewhere in flex territory uh, because we've seen that happen before. But check our rankings for those, uh, consensus and otherwise. But I just wanted to throw out Evan Ingram, probably going to play. Uh, who do you prefer this week, Godwin or Evans? This is the weekly question that we get uh, over here. And it's annoying. Yeah, Evans is my yeah. answer. I'm going to say Evans this week just because of the touchdown potential on his big old body. All right. That's also on our rankings. Check those out. If you want more opinions than just mine and uh, the nerds. How risky are Mahomes, Tannehill, and Winston? It's kind of an interesting question um, just because of the phrasing. So if you want to just boil it down to my rankings, uh, I have Patrick Mahomes at three. So oh, I clearly high. don't think he's that risky. I've got famous Jameis at nine. So again, top 10 play, despite the 10 from last week and also his just pooey performances that go around. And then I have Ryan Tannehill at six. So I'm playing Mahomes, but I feel good about any of them. They're all top 10 plays for me. Yeah. Again, it's dealing with weather for me. That's the only reason I'm a little lower on Tannehill. Um, Mahomes, I'm actually kind of worried. I would probably have him behind Winston just because, man, I don't know if you saw it. I posted it in our uh, staff chat, but it was one of those things that, whew, whenever Bill comes out and smiles, it makes me so nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. It makes he feels real confident. In yeah, 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 yeah. Normally he doesn't give you anything. Um, would you start DJ Chark or Tyreek Hill? I'm assuming PPR. So yeah, I'm, you didn't specify. Again, the bill thing has me worried, so I'd play Chark there. Uh, I'm playing Tyreek Hill. Um, I understand the risk in that, but with Tyreek Hill, it only takes one. This is a playoff game, and in all likelihood, it's what it's going to end up being. I, lo- I wish Chark hadn't had that terrible game last week. I probably would have gone the other way. Uh, who are drop candidates rest of season? Uh, AJ Green. Um, before he got hurt, Kalen Bellage. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. Uh, uh, anybody coming to mind for you offhand? I mean, Debo Samuel. What do y- you think? Yeah, probably. De- uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Brandon Cooks. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk for you. I'm willing to give that one more week. Uh, let's see. Make sure everybody heard me say Brandon Cooks. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah. That's a good uh, one. And... These are all people that I dropped a long time ago. Matt yeah, Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Ryan. If we want to... uh, well, it's too late to drop some of them now. I know. So but we're into that, that situation. We're into that situation now where it's like, well, now it's too late. You're just stuck. Because there's no better options. Um, Kyle Allen. Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, these are supposed to be quick hitters, and we've already spent too much time. So, yep, can't um, help ourselves. No, we can't. Uh, 
And uh, real quick, who do you like out of Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Alan Lazard? Curtis Samuel, don't get cute. Uh, start or sit, Kamara or Jacobs? I'm playing Kamara. Uh, how risky is Cooper Cup this week? Uh, Matchup's pretty good, so I'm going to play him uh, if, as a flex. He is consensus on our website. Oh, this is excellent radio when I can't yeah. find things. Need a search uh, option on that bad boy. Well, we're working on that. Uh, he is consensus wide receiver eight uh, on there. I, there actually is a search option on here. I'm just not bright. I am not a smart man. Uh, uh, Beasley, sneaky sleeper. Already called it earlier. I like yep, it. We already went through that. Uh, can Miller get you the W? That question was on Thursday. It turns out he scored a touchdown. Is Debo a start or TD dependent? TD dependent. Yep. Uh, Currently. Would all of them? Yeah. Here's the here's the super long question that we're gonna try and like hustle through. Compare Penny, Madison, Mixon, and Bell for this coming week and for the playoffs. Here's the order: Penny, Madison, Mixon, and Bell. Mostly because because Bell is sick. If he wasn't sick, the order would be different. Actually, we'll put Bell ahead of Mixon even with him. But <laughs> Thank uh, you. but uh, but. But there you go. And for the playoffs, Bell's schedule for the playoffs is fantastic. Uh, it's just him being healthy. Uh, Madison has moved up a ton. And then Rashad Penny and Mixon is going to be four on that list. So oh, Steve's uh, not going to be happy on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll, he'll live. He'd actually probably agree with me at this point. Um, how does Snell compare to any of them, assuming Connor is out? Uh, if Bell is playing and he's not sick. You're of that list. If you had to pick who you want to play on that list, I'm playing Bell, and I'm playing uh, Penny. Now that I know that Madison is out, if, and uh, I wouldn't even be mad at you if you played Madison over Penny. I wouldn't even fight. With, I wouldn't even fight with you about it. That's that's kind of the neighborhood you're in. If you're asking me like how I want to play him, and then rest of the playoffs, Bell would be number one if he was, if we could actually figure out if he was healthy. But because of that, uh, it's probably Penny and Madison move up significantly. And then Snell is right in that conversation as well to complicate this even more. So Snell, uh, for this week, I would actually play uh, over uh, uh, probably only Mixon. And then uh, rest of season, it depends on the health of James Conner. So it's kind of a weekly revisit, especially because we only have a few more weeks. And would all of them be starts over the KC San Francisco backfields? And my answer to that question is... Absolutely. So do you have anybody you really like out of his list? Because that's actually, I think, the better way to explain this to people. Like, I get where he's going, but uh, but my question, the question I would have for you is, like, who do you like off that list most? Like, who would you, pick two. Pick two of the five. Who are you playing this week? If I knew Bell was healthy, he would be one. Let's assume that on Sunday morning, he is going to play. Okay, it'd be Bell and Snell for me. Bell just and because Snell. because of matchups this week. And then rest of season? It'd probably go Bell, Madison, Penny, Mixon. Snell. 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 Yeah, Snell yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then... Uh, I'm assuming then, Connor's uh, back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Okay, I kind of, I kind of inferred that. Um, and so then the final, the final thing then is just... Uh, well, to be honest with you, let's just do it real quick with Bell not playing. Let's say Bell's ruled out. So you're going to play... Penny and Madison? Uh, Penny Snell. And Snell. Penny and Snell. Penny and Snell. Okay. So Penny and Snell, if no Le'Veon. And uh, there you go. We covered it. We got yeah. all the way through it. Good thank times. you, We're ahead. everybody who wrote in questions. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for FFB for writing in like your college thesis for us. And we got through it. Uh, it worked so- out. Yep. So thank you everybody for, uh, for being willing to get on and, uh, write questions for us and keep them coming. Cause we're going to be doing this for the next, uh, couple weeks. And then we'll have the wrap up show because we cannot over here believe that it's already the start of the playoffs and it's week 14 feels like this just started and we're already planning the final month. So it's, uh, it's been quite the ride, but a lot of fun today. Really hope we help people set their lineups. Good luck in your playoff games. Uh, if you're listening to us, you're already well on your way to W's. All right? You're already well on your way. Uh, but as we ride off into the weekend, I, again, am Mr. Neil Smith, 
nonsense underscore Neil on all social media. He is Mr. Jason, that FF nerd Draven at that FF nerd on the fantasy life app, Twitter, and just about every other social media platform. So as we ride off into the weekend, uh, Jason, final thoughts, parting words, anything you want people to check out, be aware of, man, if you don't have it already, get the fantasy life app. That thing's amazing. That's all I got. Yep, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things to use every week. So it is one of the most helpful free tools that I've ever had for fantasy football. And I will be sad if it ever yeah. goes away because I do not know how I'm going to go back to having to get my news the hard way. Because this has ruined actual fact finding. This is just they push all the news to my phone. And I don't I just write I just look at it. It's great. It's amazing. Like I yeah, I don't even have to like check ESPN. I don't have to check any of the other networks. It just pushes it to my phone. All the injury updates, all the practice reports come right to your phone. So you don't have to do anything. Yeah. But the staff there is awesome. Yeah. They're great. It's a free tool. Yeah. Yeah. Cheat sheets, give you injury reports. It's uh, just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great app and tool. So anyway, good luck in your playoff games and uh, keep up the nonsense. Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.